You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the craven too comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another Kylie's Around the World SBG tour. And we are getting near the end of my little foray around the world. We have just this got two episodes left. That's right. This is the penultimate left episode, and damn, do I have some things to share with you all uh, before we get into a couple of casual games. Uh, before I get into the Articon Masters. Not Articon Masters, I've already played that. I mean, the Australian Masters. So, first things first, the Avon Hen Tournament has absolutely and utterly wrecked me. I am talking, has taken all of my physical strength away, all of my mental capacity, and my laryngitis uh, has, ab has gotten worse and actually spread it to conjunctivitis as well. So, I am, I am sick as a dog. Like... The Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after this tournament, I was I was done. I was gone, and I was so ready to get home. Um, and yeah, I, I somehow managed to kind of muddle my way through Monday, Tuesday. Um, particularly at the random Airbnb I was staying at, and yeah, I uh, I. I, I sillily, stupidly, hopefully, uh, what was the word I'm looking for here? Longingly scheduled, scheduled a game with Logan, who was the TO for Avon Hen, and also the place I'd been staying at for the two, three days uh, over the tournament. So I got back in my hire car and drove back to Logan's on Tuesday night for a game, and I walked in the door and I was feeling okay. That was mostly because of the uh, painkillers and numbing gel I had in my throat, but uh, I was still sick. I was still a bit, a uh, bit, bit rooted. And uh, Logan had wanted to have a game against my world championship list against the uh, Assault on Lothlorians, and I was about to pull out the full crazy, scary version of it, and I went, "Nah, let's bring out the fun version." So I brought out the White Chieftain. Uh, brought out um, the the plethora of beasts, and we set up a little 700-point game uh, on his kitchen table, uh, which was, yeah, this was this game was uh, really interesting. It was a lot of fun. Now, Logan was running a Ringwraith, uh, Shagrat, uh, Gorbag, and everybody's favorite spider, Shelob. So, going to be an interesting game for sure. So... We, uh, we were thinking about maybe doing pool vetoes or something like that, but we ended up just rolling for a scenario, just random rolling for a scenario, and we ended up with uh, Retrieval, which was basically Capture the Flag, and yeah, this game was uh, going to be really uh, interesting to see how Logan was going to play out, because I had a lot of the agency in this game having the shooting and stuff, not that my shooting did anything in the early game, uh, my uh, initial throwing weapons and stuff and my initial bow shots did absolutely nothing uh, And I was kind of having to stay in this Back area of my board. I didn't really I, I stepped forward a little bit I kind of pushed my right flank up a tiny bit to kind of threaten the run for the board edge and I set a spider and a bat uh, 
on an angle where they could make a break uh, for Logan's back objective to the point where he ended up pulling back half a dozen Miranda Orcs to kind of guard his back line and all the while pushed up with Shagra and Gorbag and crew and made a threatening uh, kind of attack towards uh, this portion of my flank that was kind of uh, uh, leaning forward and eventually uh, Logan did get engaged. I kind of stepped up, got got in range of like a handful, hoping to knock out, you know, the, the three Urukai that would be in range of my throwing weapons, and then stop them from charging. But my throwing weapons hit nothing but air, and everything missed, um, and did basically nothing. I think I killed like an orc. Was shooting over the first four turns, so we got combat. Combat was joined. Logan went in. <clears throat> Uh, and really started to put some pressure on that right flank that was pushing forward, but I had been sneaky. I had left gaps in my line so that I could run my bats, wags, and spiders, oh my, uh, into the uh, re-engagement uh, with Logan's force that was trying to get in. And I knew that with the trackers and the prowlers, I could still step up into support range with the main uh, kind of bulk of my force and threaten throwing weapons and bows into all the spearmen and troops that were looking to protect and attack into the kind of main force that was kind of in a salient pushing forward. So Logan, uh, so Logan kind of put up, set up in that in that kind of formation, and this is the point where I unloaded my first really big round of shooting. I knocked off two front rank uh, Urukai and knocked off another two spearmen. So four casualties here from the shooting was really big. And it also meant that I pulled a lot of the attacks off this kind of little micro combat that was starting to form on this right flank. Shilob had cut back across the lines and was looking for an engage. And unluckily for Logan, a lot of his spells were going flop and missing completely. So he wasn't able to get the compels he wanted to bring forward my spiders and get a nice clean engage with Shilob. And this is where the game kind of really turned. I, I was hoping that this partial engage on the right flank was going to give me the agency I needed to really be aggressive with my enraged beats. And lo and behold, it was. I was able to get the Wild Chieftain into a position where I was able to rage him, threaten a heroic combat into uh, into Shagrat. And with the dice falling the way they did, Shagrat didn't strike high enough and the Wild Chieftain was able to run in off the heroic combat and absolutely mince uh, Shagrat for breakfast. This was also in tandem with a flying bat swarm that attacked over the back and a spider that went invisible run through the middle to attack from behind. So I was able to sandwich basically the, the force that was trying to screen off the right flank. So we had this little engage on the right flank that I had pushed up into in this kind of like concave. And then I was able to trap and surround the main force that was at Shagra as well. A couple of clutch trenches from Muzga also prevented Gorbag, anything funky. And I was able to really put the pressure on and lay, uh, assert my kind of uh, dominance and pressure in the center of the table. Now the ring ref had at this point had to double back to go deal with a spider that was uh, flanking, which was okay with me. If he was dealing with the spider, he wasn't dealing with my main force. And although he did manage to pick up the spider, uh, the Wraith wasn't in range to support the main line, and the Wild Chieftain was able to basically go gangbusters. Shelob came in, got a couple of really nice hells off, uh, killing a spider and a bunch of my models, but with her not putting pressure on my main uh, threats, such as my bats, my spiders, and my heroes, 
I was eventually able to collapse the front line and eventually break my opponent's army. This kind of happened really kind of almost suddenly. There was a couple, there was one round of combat where I just went absolutely crazy. Uh, and the spiders just went in. The wire chieftain just cut down a massive line. I was even able to pick off the banner with a cheeky throwing weapon and stuff. And after I collapsed the front line, although that small little force with Gorbag and Shelob that attacked my flank survived, they were at the point now where the rest of the army had been basically crumpled and surrounded and with a couple of failed curry chests on the back line and the game ending on the first turn, I was in the commanding position and I was able to take the game out 5-2-0. Uh, uh, Never got the uh, attempt to get the prize. Uh, uh, Logan was always kind of keeping in mind of what the Invisible Spider can do uh, in terms of like being able to grab the objective. But just the threat of charging up the back line and getting uh, onto that back objective with a spider or a wag or something like that, I had pulled so much of my opponent's, Logan's resources, back from his main line to kind of guard the flank. So although I was trading about equal in points, you know, a couple of wags and a spider, you know, coming in at around, you know, 40 or so points, and Logan had diverted five or six models to do that as well, you know, uh, uh, the main problem was here was the number superiority, which had to drop back. I was committing to three models to attack his back line, and he was committing five, six models to defend that. And when you take away those models out of the fight, I was able to take that pressure and the models that were being drawn away from the combats and use that to get a massive number superiority in the center of the line. And although the Ringwraith did have a last Hail Mary attempt to run back for the objective, the White White Chieftain was able to call a cheeky crow combat, disengage from the line, run backwards, and basically get in front of the Wraith and go, what are you going to do, bro? you got to get through me, a spider, and a bat now. Sorry, mate, but you're done. Whack. And take him out and win me the game. So I was pretty happy with myself. Logan, I managed to get that the, the game in with Logan that uh, we, I was really hoping to get in. Uh, Logan obviously was running the tournament, so he didn't have a chance to uh, really uh, play. Uh, much over the weekend so being able to go in and have a really nice game uh, with Logan there uh, especially in his own home uh, so big shout out there to Logan uh, for hosting me for the few days as well as having that ripper game uh, uh, on on your kitchen table I, I hope you we, uh, you got a lot out of it because uh, it was definitely fun for me to come in and play with the wide chieftain because that's my favorite version of the assault and loft Larian. might not be the strongest but it is my favorite running the wide chieftain with Drizag. Uh they're such a fun little combo to, to get together so hopefully you've all taken something away from that but uh yeah it was time to head home after this game and uh, finished up with Logan I drove back to the Airbnb uh, muddled through one more night. This was a pretty rough night for me as well. I was like coughing up my lungs the, the entire night. So I barely got any sleep. Um, uh, I, got, I got off, somehow got the car back to the rental place, got on the plane and was on my way home. And I was feeling really sorry for myself, even though I was trying to hop myself up on drugs and stuff. Uh, uh, get the painkillers running. Uh, by the time I landed and uh, caught up with Andreas at the airport, uh, I was in a bit of a sorry state. And, and Andreas saw me and kind of went, "Are you okay, Kylie?" And I'm like, "I'm not. C can we go to a uh, can we go to a, a an after hours doctor's?" So we drove down to a doctor's place. I got some antibiotics, which have uh, done a lot to burn down some of the uh, the the really bad uh, cough and uh, kind of like 
dry runny nose and an awful like red eye that I had going on and uh, I basically spent the next two days uh, in uh, Andreas's and M's apartment just basically sleeping and literally doing nothing I think that's what I needed to do at that point that's basically what the doctor said as well is like you need bed rest you've been going flat out for five and a half weeks um, essentially 40 plus days uh, with 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 no rest so you, you need to stop uh, is basically what he said so I spent two days holed up uh, e eating you know picking up pizzas and drinking like four liters worth of orange juice so uh, yeah that was a bit of a rough couple of days but even though it was a rough couple of days uh, kind of sleeping and trying to sleep it all off and then and, and chilling with Andreas and, and M's cat I did get a game in with M so M was a bit nervous. She was playing a really interesting army list going into the uh, Art, uh, Masters, uh, Australian Masters tournament. She was running a Balrog, uh, a Dweller in the Dark, a couple of Spiders and Warg Marauders, a Bat Swarm, uh, a Black Shield Shaman, and Drizag. So we thought that we would give her a bit of a practice game because uh, we knew that there would be some Eastling players at the tournament. So I pulled out my Eastlings and gave her a bit of a practice game. We played uh, Destroy the Supplies. Uh, for our game, which was really going to test her to try and figure out how uh, M was going to navigate these combats and be able to basically protect her back, uh, protect herself whilst being able to be aggressive and go forward. So I, we had the drum. I pushed up uh, and looked for an opportunity to try and be be cheeky around the uh, the the Balrog. Uh, what I hadn't accounted for though was the uh, Balrog being an absolute beast in this game. I figured maybe I'll get an opportunity here to like combat or strike or, or do something fun like that. No, I did not. The Balrog won literally every combat in this game and really put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, he was able to get a really nasty uh, whip on a regular, uh, regular warrior, which in turn gave the Balrog an avenue to then barge into Brogia and then kill him. Sorry, not barge, correct combat into Brogia and kill him because the model that was boxing for Brogia got whipped, pulled out of range, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, damn, that was a that was a good move. And M's right flank was was notably really strong at this point. She had the Dweller doing absolute work, God's work, uh, holding that side. Uh, Druzag was doing work on the left flank uh, using... The enraged beast to really make Rusabi think twice about where they were going, and she was even threatening my back objective to the point where my back left objective to the point where I had to bring back cataphracts and stuff to stop the warg marauder that was trying to be aggressive and come down that flank from really making a mess of things. But what this had done, however, was leave an opening in the middle. So even in a turn where I wouldn't be able to charge the Balrog and really contain him very well. I called the drum and marched straight down the guts and threatened the center objective for M. And when M saw that, she kind of went, uh, bugger, I don't think I'm going to be able to protect that. So she basically just abandoned ship. She abandoned that middle objective. She completely let it go, ignored it completely, and then went super aggressive, uh, looking for the kill on the leader and really put pressure. So she went hyper-aggressive straight into um, the Emperor, even actually managing to get a combat or two into the Emperor later in the game. And the Dweller basically had her back right objective at this point, 
kind of locked up uh, to the point even where it had it locked up so much that uh, the Dweller was able to just leave a War of Marauder and the Gundamad Shaman there uh, to deal with it and then push out with the Balrog. And I was kind of in panic mode, defensive mode, because if I lost too much of my army, if I, if, I, if I kept losing models at the rate I was losing them, I was going to be in a position where the Balrog could very easily get a hero combat, get on the objective, and if I don't pass a Courage test, could maybe even get in and destroy a Supply Marker. So, yeah, bit of a spooky moment there. Particularly after the Balrog went in and threw heroic defense, wound the Emperor, and then set the Emperor and the Palaquin ablaze, rolling the natural six and then rolling them the six again. And I was like, oh boy, this is this is a bit spicy. Uh, the Palaquin was down at this point, down to uh, one wound. Uh, not one wound, uh, down to two wounds. Uh, the Emperor was not looking through two crash or either. Uh, the residual hits from the, the burning blaze have basically put him down to one wound, no fate. And I was in this awkward position of like, well, I can't dismount the Palaquin because to dismount and uh, lie down would mean I'd give it the points of banner, which is what I'm needing at the point at the moment to keep myself in the game. So I ended up getting into this really awkward position where I just had to suicide my army and try to get myself quartered. Uh, fortunately for me, Drizag decided to absolutely shit the bed for lack of a better word and all the spiders basically just couldn't roll sixes and all died so i was able to mop up that left objective and once i got that left objective i was feeling a little bit more secure about the game and even though the barog did mighty work bringing down uh brogear and getting the uh emperor down to one wound one fate bringing the palaquin down to two wounds uh eventually i was able to clutch out the win uh and yeah quarter the uh the um uh, quarter, quarter. I don't think that game ends a quarter. I think it was break and roll. I think it was. It ended on like one of the first or second rolls, and I was able to uh, secure the win that way. So, really, really interesting game uh, here. Uh, M used the uh, the whip really interestingly to like really make some aggressive moves and use it to push the models out of the way so that she could get really nice avenues of attack through. So. Hopefully, M, this this practice game got you all warmed up and ready for Masters on the weekend because uh, Oz Masters was definitely shaping up to be a hell of a tournament. And uh, yeah, with uh, how I was going in terms of like the old body and and the sickness and the laryngitis and stuff, um, I was really looking forward uh, to to playing in this uh, tournament. So yeah, one more night in and. Uh, we're going to be doing it, playing uh, on home soil in our last big tournament. Uh, uh, it, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, up to this point, I had played 50 games of Lord of the Rings before this tournament, so I was warmed up as warmed up could could, could get. So yeah, really looking forward to catching up with all my close friends and family uh, back home. And even though it was Sydney, uh, I was still with among friends with, uh, with Andreas and M, so... They're, they're, yeah, it's just something about being back home, um, just just being in a place that's familiar that was just so warming and heartening, and I think that did uh, my my kind of energy levels and and how I was feeling more good than than any any of the prescriptions or stuff or stuff I picked up or any of this this one because uh, this trip has just been amazing so far, and I, I really look forward to to seeing how I go uh, uh, tomorrow with this uh, with Oz Masters because it's going to be an absolute bloodbath uh 
in this tournament with uh, the amount of uh, just just quality players they're going. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to leave you all there. And as always, remember, trap spin games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.